Welcome back to the Blackout. This is our week two pick'em pod. We're coming to you from bellyupsports.com. He is Alan Denton. I'm Thomas Black. Welcome back to the show. We've got a ton going on. Alan, how are you? I'm great, my friend. How, how are you doing these days? Doing okay. Hanging out with a good pick'em score. We're, uh, we're coming through a pretty successful week one, and uh, we're moving on into the season. I don't think I've gotten off to a better start than the one we just documented in our Pickham Rewind, so I am excited to see what comes ahead of us here in week two. That's right. You're like that the guy in Caddyshack that's like, surely the good Lord wouldn't ruin my perfect game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're, man. You're feeling, you're feeling good so far. Absolutely. Alan, you ready to dive into the Pick'em Pod? Yes, absolutely. Each week here on the Pick'em Pod, we are going to dive into our standings, give kind of a recap, a look at what we're looking at. So right now, our overall leader in the group is Rebecca. She got off to a killer start. She went 7-3 and three in her picks and scored 46 points to stand alone in first place. Uh, remarkable start to the, to the Pick'em Slate and uh, put everybody in a position where, hey, you start off in first place all by yourself. Alan, that is a tremendous spot to be as you enter week two, knowing that, hey, for people to be ahead of you, they're going to have to gain on you this week. That's exactly right. But she needs to know there's a lot more pressure from, uh, <laughs> from, from up top. Everybody's going to be gunning for her. She She's the one that everybody's coming for. <laughs> Absolutely. You and I are in that mix. I uh, We talked about it in the Pick and Rewind. I found myself in a tie for second place with a number of people, one point back of Rebecca. I have 45 points. I also went seven and three in my picks. Alan, you're a little bit further back. You're in a tie for 22nd. You have 39 points. The points didn't lay out as well for you, but you still went seven and three in your picks. And we talked about it in the Pick and Rewind. Really not a terrible spot to be. Of course, you'd like to be higher. Uh, but if I remember correctly, I think you and I both were kind of in that realm a year ago where we started kind of where you are right now. And then before yep. you knew it, three, four or five weeks in, we were right near the top of the group and uh, had our chance to really fight it out with the top five or 10 people throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, this is the part about the the confidence picks that I love so much. You and I had the exact same picks, right? Or not exact same, but we had the same record. Right, but the, it, I, I just find that so beautiful that we can both be seven and three and have different points. That makes it so much better than just picking against the spread or just the straight picks. Definitely, you see a lot of variance in it because, like I said in the Pick'em Rewind, I think there were two people in our group that went eight and two last week. Uh, that was the best record, but neither one of them is at the top of the group. I'm ahead of both of them. Uh, Rebecca's ahead of both of them. Uh, and then you've got some people, you know, in your range that sometimes there's somebody who's six and four who actually has a better score. And then there yep. were some people even further back who were five and five still had pretty good scores with a pretty average at best uh, pick them slate. So, you know, there are a lot of different outcomes that can come with the confidence pick them. That's why we do it. That's why we give advice for it here on the show. Yes, that's exactly right. Because there's a lot of nuance to it. There's a there's a reason 
that we want to be talking about this every single week. As the leader, Rebecca leads the clubhouse. As we mentioned, she's got a one-point lead on a number of people tied for second. She is the leader in the clubhouse for our grand prize in first place. She leads everybody for a performance package 4.0 from Manscaped and a $100 Visa gift card. So starting off in a great spot is Rebecca. She's got everybody chasing her down, but anybody who sits in that first place at any point this season, that's what you're chasing after as we go throughout the year. So we've got more prizes available. We'll keep on documenting all those as we go throughout the season. We've got second and third place prizes, uh, but we just thought because we have a week one leader, that's the one we'd talk about here on the show this week. Alan, we've got some cool stuff available and it is going to be some heated competition throughout the year oh yeah it's gonna be fantastic man you're, you're gonna to want to be a part of it and uh is there anything else you want to touch on with our standings before we jump into the value picks this week i don't think so let's let's get to it that's perfect alan as we do each and every week throughout the season we kind of let between the two of us whoever did better the week before take the lead Again, I scored 45 points last week. I'm in second place in a tie for second. You scored 39 and are in a tie for 22nd. So I'll take the lead this time. Alan, for my first value pick, I'm looking at the game between NC State and Mississippi State. This game is down in Starkville, Mississippi. So a home game for the Bulldogs. And uh, I'm looking at a couple of interesting things with this one. NC State's an interesting team to me. You know, last year they weren't great. They had a lot of difficulty figuring out what to do at quarterback because Devin Leary started the year. They looked pretty good. He got hurt. Bailey Hockman came in. He looked really average. And then as the year went on, he kind of developed into a better player. But Devin Leary's back this year. I think that's a positive for NC State. They've got a good backfield in Bam Knight and Ricky Person. They got a blowout win in their opener against UCF. And then their receiver, I really like Emeka Emezi. He has averaged, or last year he averaged over 15 yards per catch. I really like him and Thayer Thomas at wide receiver. And on the opposite end, we have this Mississippi State team that's in year two with Mike Leach. They've got their air raid. Will Rogers kind of got things moving in the right direction a year ago. Uh, But I have some questions about what we're going to see from from Mississippi State this season. Because Will Rogers, you know, was successful at times. They were successful in their opener against LSU and dominating them. But, hey, we noticed last year there were a lot of teams that took note that LSU played a lot of man defense against Mississippi State and giving up over 600 passing yards. Then there was a lot of zone played, and Mississippi State really struggled with it. I cannot help but think that NC State with a talented defense and some pieces back offensively that were really productive for them a year ago, I cannot help but think that the Wolfpack is going to play a lot of zone defense in this game. Take notes of that. I think they can contain Will Rogers. They're a two and a half point favorite over the Bulldogs on the road. If you're going according to the spread, that would indicate that you should put NC State at a confidence level of one, the lowest on the board, the lowest favorite that we have this week. But Alan, I think NC State is talented enough and underrated enough that you should boost that number up. I think NC State should be valued higher in confidence than a one. I'm going to put them as high as a mid-level pick on my board. I think somewhere between a four and a six this week for the NC State Wolfpack. So we have to we we have to be uh, have full disclosure here. Thomas and I have not disclosed our picks to one <laughs> prior to this. But my number one value pick was NC State over Mississippi State. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, my man, we're 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 bullish 
on NC State. Uh, I, I think that the Bulldogs, I mean, literally barely got by Louisiana Tech. I mean, barely. Louisiana Tech's a pretty good team, but they, they should not compete with any SEC team, right? Um, I, I think that NC State is right there at that, that you know, second tier, upper second tier in the ACC that will most likely go 8-4, and 9-3. and three. Dave Doran always has a stout defense. They, look, they shut out and just whipped a bad USF team. But, you know, I, I think Will Rogers is going to turn the ball over and the ACC will get some redemption. I have them in that four or five range this week as well. Beautiful. We've got them in a similar spot. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it falls on Saturday, but I'm saying four to six. Alan's saying four or five. That is agreement right there, folks. And, hey, this is something that I mentioned on the Pick'em Rewind. Alan, I don't know if you've taken note of this, but when you're making your picks, when you're clicking on the little tab for, hey, NC State or Mississippi State or whoever, that little percentage that's there is worldwide in the confidence pick'em format who all is picking what side. And right now, the last I checked it here as we record on Tuesday night, two-thirds of people were on Mississippi State, the underdog in this matchup. People... Watch those percentages because we're telling you both NC State is better than as a two and a half point favorite. We think they should be higher on the board. And right now there is a ton of value on this pick because two thirds of people are Mississippi State, the underdog. I think it's people are probably just looking at NC State going, ah, it's an ACC school. Hey, they only won a handful of games last year. We like the air raid. Cool, whatever. I don't really care. NC State, I feel like, is a really good way to go with this game. And if they win as comfortably as I think they can, then you're sitting in a really, really good spot if there are a bunch of people on Mississippi State in this matchup. Absolutely. It's a, it's a huge chance to, to, to jump a little bit because, like you said, that percentage is, is really, really lopsided. So I, I'm, I'm very excited to you know see what happens in that. I feel pretty darn good about this one. Very good. I like where we're headed with that one, especially being in agreement on it. Alan, for my second value pick this week, I'm looking at the matchup for Michigan and Washington. This is a really interesting one in a non-conference matchup. This is one that I was interested in going back, you know, toward the end of last season, thinking about, okay, what kind of matchups do we have early in the year? Uh, there's a lot of things to look at for this one, man. Michigan's coming off a game where they beat Western Michigan. Uh, That was an impressive win. They won by a lot. But Ronnie Bell, the Wolverines' best wide receiver, went down with a leg injury, and it's been updated early this week that he's done for the year. No more Ronnie Bell. It's really unfortunate. He's the best wide receiver they had. Uh, We have a quarterback situation going on with Michigan, looking at either Cade McNamara, who started last week, versus the five-star freshman, J.J. McCarthy, who's in there and got a little bit of playing time. Uh, From what I heard, it sounded like he did a pretty good job. Uh, Is the defense improved? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not convinced yet because we've only had one week, and Michigan was pretty bad there last year. And then we have this Washington team that just lost its opener to Montana 13-7. to They couldn't even score. Uh, I don't know what to think about this Washington team other than I'll tell you they're always good defensively. Jimmy Lake, the head coach there, has done a great job with the defense. And here's some interesting things that I, I, I've just seen going on, Alan, because I've looked at these matchups for such a long time. 
before week one, before the games were ever played, Washington was the favorite in this game on the road, according to Vegas. Now week one is done. Washington, of course, lost in upset fashion and embarrassing fashion, and Michigan won comfortably. Now Michigan's a favorite by almost a touchdown. Uh, I don't know exactly how this game's going to play out. Uh, when you look at Washington and their loss to Montana, Dylan Morris threw three interceptions. Not impressive whatsoever, but I'm just thinking, man, if Washington can figure out some things for Dylan Morris, if he protects the ball, and this defense is as good as I think it is, I think we could have a very, very close game on our hands between Michigan and Washington. And we'll see. Maybe Michigan's fixed a lot of things from last year, but they were a mess a year ago. And I'm not super convinced that they're going to be great against a good Washington defense. So, when you're looking at this game, Michigan is a six-and-a-half-point favorite this week. Again, a couple weeks ago, Washington was favored by Vegas. Uh, but according to Vegas, with a six-and-a-half-point favorite for Michigan, they should be valued at either a four or a five in the pick this week. Alan, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to stick with Michigan in this one, but I'm lowering the confidence value from a four or a five position, according to the spread, down to, I think, probably a one or a two on my board. Some people may think that's the wrong way to go, but I just think this can be a really close game, and I'm not sold on Michigan making a return from last season. With Ronnie Bell being out, I think that's a factor that I'm concerned about with this offense. So I'm going to stay on Michigan a lot of people are on them, I think, because of the loss to wa- the loss that Washington had. Uh, but overall, I think that this is going to be a little bit closer than that, and I feel better about some other games on the board. So I'm dropping it down to some, one of my lowest confidence spots, either a one or a two. We know that Jimmy Lake and his Washington team are going to be able to play some defense, right? Even though they lost, they didn't lose because of their defense. They lost because their offense was absolutely putrid. Now, I, I think with them being when this being at the big house, that, that's a big ask, right? And I think this game's at night. That's that's a that's a tough place to go into. That crowd is going to be absolutely electric, hungering, praying that Hardball finally has brought his team. It, it really does stink for Ronnie Bell because he was just a terrific, terrific receiver, and you just don't know who exactly they're going to have to be able to step up. Um, and last year we, we bought into this Michigan team after week one, they blew out Minnesota and we all of a sudden thought, man, this team is just the, you know, a top 10 team, top five team. And then the next week, Michigan state beats them. (laughs) Right. And, uh, so we, we've kind of seen this yin and yang before. I do think that there's going to be some autocorrect. So, I'm going to stick with Michigan because I think Michigan's the better team, especially with the home field advantage. However, I tend to agree with you. I don't know that it would be anywhere near the top middle of my board. I could see that three to four range. Yeah, I think it makes sense. If you're questioning Michigan at all, I think it makes sense to drop them a little bit lower. Uh, This kind of falls under the same philosophy it did for me last week with LSU and UCLA. We talked about it in the Pick'em Rewind. My gut told me, go with UCLA. I didn't want to do it because so many people were on LSU. We again saw that with the percentages on the Pick'em board. So I went with LSU in that one, but I had it at a one on my board. Again, I think this is going to fall somewhere at a one or two for me. I understand the philosophy and what you said, being at the big house, that it could be a little bit higher than that. 
but I feel good about this one knowing that, hey, there's some other games that I'm a little bit more confident in, and if it happens to go the other way with a lot of people witnessing that loss to Montana, then I, I think I could be in a good spot if Michigan fails us again you know, in putting some faith in them. So I'm not comfortable yet. I want to see it a couple of weeks, and I would love to see it against a good defense in Washington. But hey, if they win comfortably, if they look impressive, so be it. Then that's going to be a, a data point for me in looking at this Michigan team a little bit more favorably moving in the rest of the season. Agreed. We just we don't really know enough about either of these teams yet, you know. And that I think that's the point that you're making. If you don't know enough about either of these teams to really trust them, then then just slide them down your board if you don't have to have them up there. It'll be interesting to watch, Alan. Where are you going for your second value pick this week? All right, so let's go down to Arkansas for this one. So I'm going with Arkansas at home over Texas. And so this is is kind of where I'm going with this. Texas is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, which equates to, you know, a, a four or a five on the board if you were to pick that. But I have Arkansas straight up probably as my one game. Now, I know that this is a pretty big risk. Um, but, you know, hand played well last week against a good Louisiana Lafayette team in that 38-18 to 18 win. But this, this is, this is going to be a different kind of ball. This is big boy ball on the road with a, a raucous Razorback crowd. I, I think whoever stops the run best probably wins this game with Bijan Robinson. He's a great running back. But I, I like Arkansas's team. Because both teams are breaking in new quarterbacks with KJ Jefferson, I'm going to give the upper hand to the home team, which goes back to my my call last week that uh, you know you, you go with with one that uh, home is where the heart is, and so uh, I'm going with that, and I'm going to go straight up Arkansas over Texas um, this week and have them really low on my board, but uh, a you know a touchdown underdog, which is a pretty big deal. Very interesting pick with this one, Alan. I feel a little bit mixed with this one. Uh, Texas, like you mentioned, was pretty impressive against Louisiana. They're going against a team that, hey, showed some good signs a year ago in Arkansas. Uh, I'm going to stick with the talent in Texas on this one. You mentioned Hudson Card. I think he had a pretty impressive week one. Uh, the fact that he got thrown in against a already pretty talented team in Louisiana that returned a lot of experience, I think that's really a good sign for him. Bijan Robinson was a beast against the Cajuns. Now he goes against an Arkansas team that, hey, they have experience. They bring back a lot of talent on both the offensive and defensive sides, but this was a middling team a year ago trying to find their way to success. It is good that they bring back experience, uh, but I don't know how much that bodes well for Arkansas in this game against what I think is a more talented roster with Texas. So I'm going to stick with the Longhorns, uh, but like you mentioned, it falls in that six and a half point favorite slot, just like my Michigan pick. Uh, that I went lower on, so it would fall in that four to five range. I think that I might have my Texas pick a little bit lower on the board, uh, maybe three or four instead of four or five, something like that. Uh, but yeah. I, I'm not convinced where I'm going to have it yet, but I will be on the side of Texas. Um, but I, I can't blame you for considering the other side because, like I'm saying, I, I'm not ultra confident in how this thing's going to play out because, hey, there is a lot of youth. There is a lot of question marks with Texas. Uh, they backed it up a little bit last week in that – win over Louisiana, uh, but going on the road is another challenge and against an Arkansas team that certainly hopes to be a lot better this year. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I'd said hand. I, I meant Hudson Card. Um, and, and so as I thought about that, you know, he 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 looked good uh, last week. He really really did. But um, I, I'm just not convinced that he can do that on the road. I'm just I'm just not sold on that yet because we haven't seen it. Right. I believe in Steve Sarkeesian. I believe that they are far better this year than they were at any point last year. But I, I, I think that um, that this Arkansas team is going to be ready to roll. And um, it, with K.J. Jefferson, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, um, you know, more than once, I, I think that lends itself to them um, making the, the, the home upset. I like it, Alan, going with an aggressive play here in week two. Uh, But like you said, if you have it low on your board, obviously it's not going to hurt you too bad if you end up on the wrong side of it. Uh, There are certainly times that it's more advantageous to go after a a pick more aggressively, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out for sure. Yeah, Uh, as they say in the water, boy, last game of the year, can't hold anything back, right? Second (laughs) Second week of the year, don't hold anything back. As, oh, as we look at week two, I have to get your thoughts as well. You don't have to divulge a pick or anything like that, but as a Tennessee fan, what's Ooh. it like seeing your volunteers on the pick'em slate this week in a non-conference matchup with Pittsburgh? Acid reflux. <laughs> Acid reflux. That That's really what it, it feels like, a, a great pain in, in my side. I hate picking uh, against uh, Tennessee or, or even for Tennessee. Um, because either way, <laughs> either way you end up losing slash winning, <laughs> uh, you know, you either lose big or win big or that you split yourself in half. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's just a, it's a brutal thing. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I have I really don't have a good idea at this point, how I feel about that game. Um, it, it feels like a, a true toss up. I favor Pittsburgh, to be honest with you. I think they probably have the better team. But Milton has the ceiling to be able to make this a win for Tennessee. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I was a little surprised to see the line as low as it was on that game. Uh, But I think there's some interesting points uh, to watch for in this matchup and and seeing the development of this Tennessee team in the new Josh Heupel era. It's going to be interesting to watch for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Alan, anything else you want to touch on this week before we get out of the pick and pod? I don't think so. Um, you know, I'm rooting for my Vols, whether I pick pick them or not. And, uh, you know, I, this is one of those things that we talked about last week on the, the preview pod that uh, you you just cannot, you cannot pick with your heart. You have to pick with your mind on these things, even though it's, it's really difficult at times. Definitely so. That is one of the keys that I gave away on the tutorial. Don't get caught up in always picking your, your favorite team. Don't always get caught up in picking against your rival team, but find yourself somewhere in the middle that you're willing to at least consider both sides and make a logical pick that's going to make a lot of sense to help you win some prizes as you go along. Alan, it makes a ton of sense and is a great tip for people as they look at their boards this week. No doubt about it, man. As always, you can follow us on Twitter 
at AD on the blackout for Allen, at TB on the blackout for myself. You can follow us there. We give you updates on some of our picks sometimes. Uh, when we make changes from something that we recorded here, we'll make an adjustment there. We at least get it out live so that it can be found. So check us out on Twitter. We will keep you updated on things as we go out throughout uh, the weekend and all throughout the week as well. Of course, we love the ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. We've got 45 five-star review, 42 five-star reviews, and we would love to see that continue climbing up as we go throughout this season. Alan Denton, anything else you want to cover, sir, uh, on those fronts before we get out of here? I don't think so, man. Let's let's get to Saturday. Definitely. And coming up tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to put out a new episode for the show. I'm going to have an interview with Dan Hope. He's a beat reporter for the Ohio State Buckeyes for 11warriors.com. And he's going to join the show to talk about the Buckeyes matchup versus Oregon. It's a home game for Ohio State. It's going to be a fascinating one. It's on our pick'em slate. I'm going to try and pick up an interview uh, most weeks throughout the year, if not every single week. I know I didn't have one for week one, but I'm going to try and get those going forward. And we're going to have to talk about a lot of stuff there. Uh, you know, C.J. Stroud, a freshman quarterback, starting for the Buckeyes. Uh, fascinating there. The Kayvon Thibodeau injury, is he going to be available? He's listed as day-to-day right now for the Oregon Ducks. There's going to be a lot to break down for that matchup. And, of course, getting uh, Dan Hope's pick on the game to help you all with your pick slate. That's going to be something that you want to tune into each and every week when we have an interview. Yeah, you can't miss that. It's going to be good stuff. Absolutely, Alan. Thank you so much for your time. Can't wait to see how the picks go down this week, especially yours with picking Arkansas. That is going to be fun to watch versus Texas. So uh, good luck this weekend to all of you out there, to you as well, Alan. Can't wait to be back with you next week again when we return for another Pick'em Rewind and a Pick'em Pod right here on the Blackout. Yes, sir. See y'all then. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.